Hi, my name is Cassie Prolongo, and I work for the Bay Area Environmental Research Institute based at NASA Ames. I'm a science communicator, and I'm joined today by a very special person, person who is actually going to be starting what we call SASA, which stands for the Student Airborne Science Activation Program. She is going to be one of 25 in this very first cohort, and we'll talk a little bit more about that very soon. Could you please introduce yourself? My name is Kennedy White. I'm a rising sophomore, mechanical engineering major, physics, English, and math triple minor from Savannah, Georgia, and I currently attend Howard University. You are a mechanical engineer as your major, triple minor. My goodness. So you're ambitious. That's for, <laughs> that's for certain. Yeah. So why did you decide to major in mechanical engineering? Well, I always knew I wanted to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. I didn't always know I wanted to do be in STEM or do science, but I did always know I wanted to be an engineer in some capacity. In fact, it was maybe like freshman year, I was trying to get a little more serious why or which one I wanted to do, because there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And a problem I was running into is that they were all very specific. Like there was a portion of the time I wanted to be like a chemical engineer because I just so happened to like my chemistry teacher for that year. Like, um, <laughs> so when I actually started doing research, at all the disciplines, I just kept running into mechanical engineering being the best one, being the most versatile, being the one that could take you into many very various directions. Mm -hmm. And that really spoke to me because I can't confidently say I know exactly what I want to do with my life, but I do know everything I'm interested in. And mechanical engineering just so happened to be the major that would allow me to do all of it, or at least try to pursue the majority of it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I love that. I mean, there's a lot of different careers as well yes. that you could go into with mechanical engineering and that it keeps your options open. Do you have an idea in mind of what you want to do as a future career? I'm really interested in physics. It's, just like, it's one of my <laughs> minors. I was looking at becoming an astrophysicist and mm. looking more into cosmology. That's what's really got my interest right now. So in terms of future careers, I'd probably go in that direction. My goodness. I mean, that's, it sounds like this is a perfect opportunity then coming on board. <laughs> right. It, I was really excited when it, when the email popped up, just like come in a plows like that. Set, set you on your course. In fact, <laughs> and let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about SASA. In fact, how did you find out about it? What, I know that you are, you know, you haven't started the program, so I can't ask <laughs> you anything about what you think about it so far. Uh, for anybody who hasn't heard about SASA, it is a brand new program. It's starting the very first cohort starting uh, this summer. It stands for Student Airborne Science Activation. It is an eight-week summer research experience. It's full-time paid internship. You're going to be gaining hands-on research experience with all different uh, scientific research campaigns, and you're going to be flying on board one of NASA's P3 research aircraft. So this is, this is pretty cool. How did you find out about this and what really drew you in and you decided to apply for it? Um, I first heard about this. It was an email, uh, came into my student email. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things Howard does that I really like and I didn't, I wasn't really expecting was that we would get like the CEA, which is College of Engineering and Architecture, which is the college that my major is under we get these um, emails called CEA Vibes and stuff like that, where it will be just this long email list of opportunities, scholarships and internships and job opportunities. And I really wasn't gonna pay any attention to it until like my junior year, cause I was like, why, why would I, why would I 
why am I looking at this right now? But um, I saw NASA on that particular one and I always wanted to at least try to work for NASA. That was, also, that was always a little childhood dream of mine. <laughs> to, 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 right? to, I mean, everyone thinks of something I, I wanted to be, um, probably not a NASA engineer, but at least an astronaut, something like that. Uh, I saw NASA clicked on the email, was reading through it, and I saw it was targeted towards freshmen and sophomores. And I was like, hey, that's me. So <laughs> let's go for it. It was the right thing at the right time for you, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about being an astronaut and everything, so I know that you're still trying to figure out what you want to do with your, your future career, and certainly you have lots of time to do that. You talk a little bit about like your science journey, like how you arrived to this. Do you have family members who were an engineer or in the sciences? Do you have childhood heroes or anything that really spoke to you on maybe pursuing this for a future career? Yeah, I'd really say childhood heroes because... Um... There's no one in my immediate family that is um, really in STEM or an engineer, but they did have access to people who were. So both my parents graduated from Savannah State University. At Savannah State, they had um, a youth summer camp called, it was, it was a marine biology based coast camp, right? And um, my parents went to school there. They knew people who worked there. They put me and my siblings in it. And I was, I was practically raised through it. I started, I think I was like six. And I, I stopped at maybe 13. And in that program, it, it was marine biology based. I really got to delve into the marshiness that is Savannah's water and the marine biology department at Savannah State's campus. And while there, I got to meet some incredible women in STEM like Dr. Hoskins, Dr. Dion Hoskins, she was amazing. Dr. Victoria Young, who I, I think is youngest uh, director now, but she was very integral in the program when I was getting raised in it. I attended with her kids, but they were really the people that made me like sit and look and say, like, I could do that. You were involved in it and you, and it spoke to you. It was something where you said, this is something that I could do. Right. It was, and it was like, it, it really put the energy into science because at least in K through 12, and the way I was looking at it, science and social studies in particular was just used to bolster English. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really used the way that I guess kids would enjoy, you know, the traditional sense where you're doing the baking soda and vinegar volcano. It was more like you're going to read this passage so that you understand these big words so that when you see a science or social studies based passage and on this GMAS, which is the Georgia milestones in the English, you'll understand it. That was that was science and social studies in school. So when I went to this camp, it was a summer camp and it was like two, three months. And it was like, hands on, you're going to get into this water. You're going to learn about these horseshoe crabs. Love the horseshoe crabs. We went to the beach a lot. It was amazing. And that's honestly, honestly, that's what got me really looking into engineering. Because the older you get, the more, I'd say complex the experiments and activities were. So I was maybe like 11 or 12 in the middle school age group. For the camp and we started working on ROVs, remotely operated vehicles. Mm -hmm. and we got to create and design our own ROVs. And not only did we create and design it, it was like a group project thing. We tested it on, um, I don't, I think it was the Savannah River, the river back there near Savannah State to see if it worked. And that, that, that's what got me. I was like, oh, I like this. And that's, that's the one so that cool. I really pinpoint as like, this is where it started. Yeah. That's really cool. And ROVs, I mean, it almost sounds like 
you know, you're maybe going towards robotics in a way. I and see, certainly, right. <laughs> certainly with NASA, we've got our, we need roboticists, that's for sure. I mean, we need all types of people at NASA, but that is a very useful skill. I also find it really fascinating that you, you went from like marine science, which is the ocean, to like, and now you're going to be doing airborne science. So you're doing a lot of earth science related uh, exploration, I think, in your in your science journey, in your career journey. It's a very well-rounded approach, science and engineering, and they marry very well because mm. scientists are the ones who think up the problems. Engineers are the ones who actually do it and Execute, facilitate right. it. Yeah. So you're looking you're looking at it both sides of the coin, it seems like, which is really good. So going back to SASA. I know you haven't started. I'm sure you're really excited I'm about really it. I'm really excited. I'm so ready to go. It's yeah. so cool. Tell me a little bit about what you're hoping to achieve with it and um, what are you most looking forward to really with the eight-week program? I guess I'm, I'm really looking forward to reigniting that hands-on excitement that I had as a child. I don't know if I mentioned, but like I kept up science in high school but it was very, it was research-based, but it was writing research-based. Like mm -hmm. I had my own project and I, I did the experimentation portion of it, but it was heavy on the, st the stats and the papers and the writing the papers portion. So for this, for SASA this summer, I'm really excited to, to be on that P3 plane and collect my own data. Like that's, oh my, like that just, that's what really, that sold it for me. And I'm really, really excited to analyze it too and learn how to do that because it's like, we had a survey and it was talking about, I think it was like GS, some geography, sensing information or something oh. along that line. Do you know like remote, like, like remote sensing kind of mm -hmm. Landsat mm -hmm. data from satellites. Okay. Yes. And I, that's that. And I feel like I'm repeating myself where it just sounds very exciting. I just, I, it's giving me a lot to do. It's, it's one thing to take the writing of someone who did something and analyzing it yourself and be like okay obviously I can I can draw these conclusions mm -hmm. that's one thing it's another thing to go and do it yourself and not only be able to draw conclusions based off hard concrete data but to experience it and allowing those experiences help drive my conclusions mm -hmm. I don't know if that's making any sense <laughs> it makes a lot of sense science is all about getting like down and dirty. Of course, there's a lot of analytical work that comes along with it, which you have to analyze via computer. But you are that type of person who's going to go out and fix those ROVs that are out in like the marine world, and then you want to take the the airborne uh, data sampling and stuff. You're, I think, you're going to be one of those roboticists or scientists who's going to be out in the field a lot, which is really exciting. Um, so did you, you, speaking of high school and everything, did you enter in like science fairs and stuff like that in high school too? I did. I did. I really, really remember sophomore year because I was before COVID and senior year because we had science fairs despite COVID. Mm -hmm. um, that was also with Savannah State. In high school, I was in a research program. I was in a scientific research program. But as I said before, it was really focused on uh, analyzing stats and writing papers, but we also got to carry out our own projects and field our own projects. I had a plant-based one. <laughs> you had a what? Sorry? Plant-based. So okay. I was looking at, right, I was looking at um, soil type. My very first proje project was looking at how soil type uh, affects the nitrogen and pH levels in German finger peppers. And I was mm -hmm. really looking at uh, the effects of 
the climate because those peppers were native to Germany and I was trying to raise them in Savannah, Georgia, which is a lot hotter <laughs> than what they're used to. And that did pretty well in science fair. And then um, I was looking at food apartheid in the Savannah area. And I was educating what, elementary school students in my, in my area to start their own community gardens to try and to help combat the food apartheid. And that did pretty well. That, did pretty, mm-hmm. that, that also did pretty well in science fair, but. That's awesome. How was it doing the community? Part of being a good scientist is being a good communicator too. How did you feel about doing the outreach with kids? It was a lot more exciting than I thought it was. And this may have to do with my own biases about education for, for elementary school students as opposed to high school students. I felt like I could be more childish with them. I've made videos and it was sent to a, a K through eight in Savannah to be watched and followed through. And I made like a Bitmoji classroom, which was really in during the height of the pandemic to teach. But I felt like like it was more, I could do that. I can make a Bitmoji classroom and it'd be colorful and it'd be the these like really kitty handouts that was like, at the end of the day, you're learning the same science that any college student is learning, but it's just, it's given in this nice and pretty and interactive way. I felt like I could do that more for an elementary school than a high school where I felt like I'd be more refined to assigning a book or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it's more hands-on. And you've touched on a very important uh, topic, which is catering your your science communication topic, which is uh, knowing who your audience is, your target audience. And you nailed that, it sounds like, with what you were able to put together for the kids. And kids are more open to like trying different things, right? than us adults who are like, yes, and that's what drives science is having that curiosity. Oh my goodness. So, all right. Well, I love hearing about your career. You've got so many exciting things ahead of you. One other question I guess I want to ask is, I know that you're kind of looking at what you want to do like in your field, but if you could wave a magic wand and say, this is where I want to head in the next five years or so. Where do you think you would want to see yourself? And don't worry, I won't hold you to this. If not academia, because although I don't see myself teaching, I know I'm pretty good at it. And I do like research. So I I would like to stay in academia if I could. I I do see myself at NASA. And Mm. that is my inner child coming out. I always wanted wanted to work at NASA. So that's that. that. If I had to wave my arm, I'd be wearing, I'd I'd either be in Florida, or I'd be up there in Maryland. I'd have to. I'd have the jacket. I'd have the shirt. I don't know. I'd be decked out. <laughs> <laughs> we are our own, our best brand ambassadors. I as well have a sweatshirt and a jacket. We are. We are our own brand ambassadors. I swear. <laughs> and it's fun and it's exciting. There's so many different areas. Like a lot of people didn't realize that we do so much earth science stuff at NASA. We do a lot. Yeah. It was honestly through a TV show I found out about um, how art could tie into it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cause it, it's just it's the little stuff that we don't because, I mean, your position in and of itself, I didn't even think that was possible. Right. Because there's such a clear divide between the humanities and STEM and to see NASA have so many different positions inter like interweaves them all. It's exciting because yeah. it's like I have humanity interests that I don't want to just drop whenever I be become a bigger adult and, mm-hmm. and, and choose my career. So 
I'm glad that you said bigger adult and not old person and then looked directly at me. So I thank you for that. That's very kind of you. <laughs> so um, I think that's wonderful. Science is for everybody. NASA is for everybody. And there's so many different career options and everything at NASA. So I think watch the space. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Kennedy, it was so nice to talk to you today and learn a little bit about you and your background and best of luck. Congratulations again Thank for uh, being accepted into SASA. We're really excited to have you.